Welcome to Mystery House Arts and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And we are casting from space. Ooh. Ooh, to Earth. They won't like us. <laughs> but we're doing it. We definitely are doing it. We're talking about Starcrossed. Not to be confused with Star Trek, which when I was talking to our mother on the phone, she said, What are you guys watching these days? And I was like, the same thing we've been watching for the past four weeks. And she was like, ah, Star Trek. And I was like, what? Yes. No. Yes, in the great battle of uh, Star Trek and Star Wars and Stargate, a fourth competitor enters. Star-crossed. <laughs> Star-crossed. It has less episodes than any of those. Even Star Wars, which is a movie. <laughs> yeah. It, it has more TV show episodes. I think... I think Star Wars probably all... Yeah, Star Wars definitely has also more just play time. Oh, yeah. Because Star Wars would have about 13 hours, and Star Wars would have, what, 18 plus all their weird specials, plus the Clone Wars, plus... Uh, other TV things? Rebels, I think, is another TV show. Yeah, they got, they got a lot. They got a lot there. Yeah. But then I tried to explain to her the concept of our show, and I was like, well, we would never watch Star Trek... For there are no teams, <laughs> teens, and actually very little drama. We're also not watching, uh, ooh, what's it called? Uh, actually, I don't know what it's called, but the, the sequel to Romeo and Juliet that was done. Oh, it was called Star Something, wasn't it? Wasn't It It, it might have been Star-Crossed, but it was, it was definitely a sequel to Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Mom PVR'd that for us. Okay, I just decided to search up sequel to Romeo and Juliet and show me King Lear. Nope. Absolutely not. Oh, oh, of course. Of course. It was called Still Star-Crossed. Following the deaths of Romeo and Juliet, Rosaline Capulet is betrothed against her will to Benvolio Montague. As the two try to prevent their marriage and the destruction of the warring families... A secret society known as the Fiend attempts to dispose the beleaguered Prince Aeschylus by initiating war between the two families. That sounds like someone wrote a story and then just, like, slapped Romeo and Juliet on top of it. Yeah. And wait, did they say Rosalind Capulet? Are they implying that the the Rosalind that Romeo fell in love with before Juliet is a Capulet? Yeah, I guess so. Like, I know she was going to be at the Capulet party, but... She's related to the woman he lost. <laughs> Romeo, well, how fickle a fourteen-year-old can you be? Well, I mean, once again, I think we're we're going that they decide like, oh yeah, she's a Capulet as well. But so that means Romeo and Juliet didn't matter. He was already in love with a Capulet. Yeah, it literally means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. And ben- Benvolio is definitely the best Montague. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good. He, he's so chill and thoughtful. Yeah, good, good, good for her. <laughs> hey, uh, you know this show that we're watching? How it's a Romeo and Juliet story, and everyone's Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like, who's Benvolio? Oh, I don't know. Who's Mercutio? Well, his dad. His dad's Mercutio. His dad's Mercutio. Who's Paris? I mean, Grayson is Paris. Sorry, not Paris. Um, Tybalt. Uh, Drake. But Drake's also a Romeo. I mean, Eric. Probably is Tybalt. The hot hot tempered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Tybalt definitely is gonna a get Capulet. Sta- definitely gonna get stabbed. Okay. <laughs> at All some right. Point. So that mean Lucas and Julia are the friar? 
Both of them? <laughs> They're both the friar. And yes. the nurse. They're both yes. the friar and the nurse. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what are uh, other characters from that play? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. This show is very loose about that. Uh, and this show is, as we get into it, <laughs> stop talking about other shows, other Shakespeare things. We love Shakespeare. This is Starcrossed, season one, episode four, and left no friendly. Yeah, sometimes they're, just, titles. sometimes they're just taking them from the middle of sentences, sometimes the end. No context. No context. This is, and left no friendly drop for me. This is what Juliet says when she tries to drink the poison that killed Romeo, but he left no friendly drop for her to drink. <laughs> yeah. He was not thoughtful when poisoning himself that his wife may want to also poison herself. A quick moment. Um <laughs> <laughs> Because she kisses him to try to get the poison off her lips. She sure does. I love the fact that William Shakespeare was like, she's going to kiss him to try to get the poison. It's not going to work. She's going to have to stab <laughs> herself. Like, <laughs> he didn't give her that. No, because in any other story... She would kiss him and it would be romantic and she would die. Die slowly on his it's, chest. Instead, Shakespeare, because he wanted to to make it very clear to, to watchers, these kids are dumb... She tried to kiss the poison off his lips, and it didn't work, because yeah. she's a dumb 13-year-old. Just like it would be in real life. <laughs> uh, I mean, if if only uh, Romeo was just a much sloshier drinker. <laughs> if only he just dribbled it a little bit. Uh, Romeo, if only, if only you were a lot more moist than you ended up being. <laughs> Gross. So we begin... Uh, with the guards just smashing the hell out of Roman's place. It's real bad. Roman rushes in and is like, why are you smashing my house? And I mean, obviously, it's not a secret by now at this point that the guards are cartoonishly evil. But they are just picking up random things and smashing them against the ground. And I just want to point out that, like, just yesterday, or maybe earlier <laughs> this evening, Roman was like, hello, I am Roman, the future leader of the Atrian Society. Let me make a difference in your thoughts about Atrians. So smashing up the home of the future leader of the Atrian Society, real power move. Yeah, real real attempt there. Anyway, what they're looking for is apparently they heard that their family had restricted techs. And Roman's like, get out of here. We have no tech. We have no tech. And... It's wild to me that, like... They do. The, the way that it's shot, they come in like, ah, brah, 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 like, we have no tech, like, ah, fine, we'll see you later. And then just gone. Just <laughs> no lingering, just <laughs> no fighting. Just disappear. Just, all right, fine. <laughs> and then Roman's like, I can't believe they would think we would have tech. We do have tech. That's his mother. <laughs> That's his mother. Uh, it's a phone, and apparently... Uh, it looks like like an iPhone 4. Yeah, I, li- I like it. It's definitely an old phone. Yeah. Which, because of this takes place in 2024... Like, it's definitely archaic. Yeah. Uh, now, they, there's this huge thing up here that, you know, agents are not allowed to have phones, so only tregs usually have phones. And we find out later that they actually make the phones by, like, cobbling together pieces of technology they find. Though we do know tregs have holograph technology to do communications. Maybe that's just embedded in everyone's minds now. <laughs> it's the year 2024. In four years, we'll all have holograms in our minds. Sure. <laughs> so they're worried that this could paint uh, Knox as a treg. Oh, yeah. Um, the mom found 
the mis- the mysterious tech in mm. Nox's things. Now, uh, her, the mom says that, oh, I don't know. I couldn't get into it. It's locked. Anyway, Roman, you must destroy it. <laughs> and Roman's like, cool, I'm going to do that I, I, not I, in the sector. I will totally, totally destroy it. They try to make him say, like, I'll dispose of it outside of the sector as very foreboding instead of just being like yeah smart move guy yeah don't do it in the sector roman so i would say he probably could just disassemble it to the point that it's unrecognizably technology yeah you but know, i mean they keep bursting into this house <laughs> they they do imply they have some form of way to scan for it so i understand the also the idea of being like i'm the only one who can leave i go out every single morning yeah i'll just take it to school and like drop it in a garbage can and it's great in this incredibly racist world that they don't get like scanned every morning yeah you know what good for them <laughs> hey hey world full of terrible racist uh to alien people good job not being as bad as you could be Speaking of people being bad, Terry and Drake talk about Beaumont's death, and Drake does not like it. <laughs> oh, Dr- <laughs> Drake, I love that they made Drake the idealist. He just wants to go to Algeta. He wants freedom. He wants to go to Algeta. He wants to go to his, his fancy, fancy imaginary land. He doesn't want anyone to get hurt. Drake, big tough Drake who loves to do a punch. Meanwhile, Terry seems really all in onto. Yes. All of this. So I take back what I said last episode where I was like, maybe she's playing her mom. Nah, she, she's mad because R- Roman did a speech <laughs> implying that Emery saved his life. Which she did. Which she did. Uh, and so that she, maybe humans can be okay sometimes. So now she's a terrorist. That's how that works. It's not... It's not great. <laughs> but it's not gonna, unrealistic. I, I mean... Uh, it's depending on how far we see Terry go. I'll give her. I'll give this right now. This at this phase we're seeing right now. I'll still say okay, maybe borderline. <laughs> borderline, maybe this is realistic. But if I mean, though we we have seen how sometimes people get uh, what's not extra extreme radicalized. People, extremized. You know what? <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of the same. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. But when you're a child, which these Atrians are, it's a really easy when you're feeling emotions about something else to get drawn into something that you never wanted to get drawn into. Drake. <laughs> and then then uh, we get a little bit about Sophie and Roman. Now, is this just me? Or Sophie asked Roman about the phone when they were way too close to the guards, right? Oh, let's... <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the fact that this entire episode is people talking about secret things, surrounded by people. And not quietly. There's no whisper voices. This is the first indication of it, where Sophie, just to go past the guards, goes, Hey, you gonna get rid of that phone? Everyone's like, no, I'm gonna investigate it. Come on. (laughs) I need what's on it. Come on. So he goes to the only person who he likes, Julia. I mean, Julia. Now, this is weird because the show set up that Emery was Juliet, <laughs> Emery but w- <laughs> Julia might be Juliet. Emery will fade into the background this episode. She'll pop up every so often to have some stuff with Grayson. And to give some inspirational speeches surrounding Sophie. But boy, is Emery very boring. Oh, very boring. Do you know who's cool? Julia. Do you know who's cool? Lucas. Grayson. 
Drake. Even Eric? Everybody but Emery. I mean, during this scene where Roman's like, hey, I got this phone. Can you, uh... Can can you you help me with this phone? And Julia's like, I am not good at phones. But I know someone who is. Can I share your secret? And Emery just sort of, like, slinks into the background seeing them talking like, what's going on over there? Now, the plot of this episode for Emery is, everyone lies to me. (laughs) So... Uh, she will come to Julia and be like, why are you talking to Roman? And Julia will be like, thanking him for, I don't know. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Emery's subplot this episode is everyone's friends with Roman but me. <laughs> Which is sad for her. <laughs> they're, they're really driving that Romeo and Julia thing where they don't actually talk that much in mm. reality. Mm-hmm. And they... This episode feels like they're really setting up. Oh no, Emery and Robin will not communicate with each other. It's an imagined connection. <laughs> uh, let's head off to biology class. Where very, I think this is very cool. Yeah. They're doing an atrium anatomy course. Yeah. At, f- at first, I was like, "Oh, that must be weird." And then I remembered. Then I remembered high school being like, "No, we talked about humans this way as well." So um, we learned some things about atriums, things that we sort of supposed. We know they have two hearts. They also have two respiratory systems. Yeah, they say they have two sets of lungs. They can breathe in air or in water. Through their skin, actually. Yeah. They can – so they're they're like kind of frogs. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of frogs. They're kind of amphibian and they – she mentions that they glow underwater. Which we saw last episode when the kids were dancing in yeah. the – and, and when she asked why, Sophie, being a star child, is like, to light our way. And, <laughs> and this bi- this biology teacher's like, you're correct. What? The biology teacher is just trying to, like, be supportive of their beliefs. What I'm getting, and here's the, she says, you're correct adaptation. I'm like, okay. I think it's so that when they're underwater, they, they can, can see. see. Yeah. So, I first was wondering, is Atria very... Like, is, is it a water planet? I think it must be, which kind of explains why they would be drawn to Earth. Well, the problem is that later, uh, later, Sophie mentions a lagoon near mm. their house, which means that what I think essentially maybe, now, who this is me taking wild swings here, humans evolved from apes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Atrian's evolved, maybe a- Atrian's evolution path stuck a lot closer to water bearing. Like, you know, humans go really back, primordial soup, things like that. M- maybe they evolved a lot from things that stayed in water a lot more. They're a lot more water. They could breathe through their skin, which is weird. Which is crazy. We also find out that they're sensitive to things such as salt, and they're allergic to a lot of human food, like cilantro and caffeine. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, that's... That, that, that's a very that's, important... That's obviously, that's obviously going to come up. That's some foreshadowing. And now because these are all teenagers, obviously... They gotta do some sexy talk. Yeah. Zoe... Who we <laughs> met last episode who thinks the Atrians are cool. Yeah. Taylor's friend. Let's yeah. just say she's Taylor's friend. Yeah. We see her very briefly here, and originally I thought she was was Julia. Thank God the show said her name immediately, though. Someone pointed her said Zoe. Yeah. So Zoe wants to know if humans and atrians can reproduce. And they can because they may share a common ancestor. <laughs> well, the biologist maybe. Who knows? We, we, we don't so, know. Some biologists even think that they share a common ancestor. So maybe humans had space travel before and lo- we even knew. Lost it. Or maybe 
Atrians or, had yeah, it. Yeah, and then came here, and maybe we're actually an offshoot of Atrians. Well, I bet the racists would hate that. Oh, they would hate it so much is why I want it to be true. Uh, <laughs> and then Taylor has some banter about endurance. Mm-hmm. The, the thing I want to point out here is that when Drake and her start making very aggressive innuendo at each other, the teacher sort of goes, eh. why are these what are these teens doing with each other and only once eric and drake kind of get up on each other because eric's like no sex (laughs) no sex she's like oh you're too immature to talk about sex all right everyone back to flat worms you lost you lost sex privileges (laughs) now it's flat worms m has flowers on her locker Mm -hmm. and Lucas is like, ah, those are stargazer lilies. Do you know someone who comes from the stars? So I guess Julia must have told Lucas about Roman. Oh, because uh, somehow Julia and Lucas are like fast friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but not through Emery. No, they just They're, did it themselves. The three of them won't really hang out. But <laughs> Julia and and uh, and Lucas will. But no, it wasn't actually Roman who did it. No, it was Grayson. Grayson feels really, really bad that Emery found out that his parents are horrible racists. <laughs> hey, <laughs> sorry my parents are terrible. Here's the flowers. Perhaps you may understand why I wouldn't tell you how terrible my parents are, for they are so terrible. And, and you are very clearly very pro-Atrian and... So am I, but my parents are the head of the racists. So... I don't know what to do, Emery. It is hard to be me, Grayson. Yeah, so Emery is nicer to him, a little more understanding, but she's also like, let's take this slow, because... I did just find out that your parents were horrible your, racists. Your parents run the Ku Klux Klan, and that's, a uh, That takes a bit. And then we do... She does drop. She's like, why did you lie to me about your parents? I guess it was a live omission. Yeah. And Grayson's like, yep, I get it. I did do a lie. Yeah, yeah. But I'll never lie to you again. We'll see about that. We'll see. Uh, Roman is hanging out with Lucas and Julia. So there's an interesting, it's not even a subplot. It's just like an interesting sub-through line in this episode where Atrians don't know about minorities on Earth. Yeah, Lucas is like, us minorities got to stick together. Roman's like, you guys are minorities? (laughs) They're like, I mean, before you got here, pretty much the focus was on me, a black man, and her, an Asian woman. So, Asian? For, yeah, she's, she's, I think Asian. she's Japanese. Japanese, yeah. And he's like, and so for us, thanks for taking the pressure off, dude. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Turns out when people come to space, the racists give us a little bit of leash. So they're going to stick together. Lucas is real good at tech, which yeah. I think we knew. I think we didn't know. No, he was, we knew he was like a nerd, essentially. Yeah. So because this phone is cobbled together, it's pretty easy for him to get into it. He needs a bit yeah. of time, but he's going to. Yeah. Well, he, he learns pretty much immediately that it was it was set to erase if left idle for too long. But the data still would exist somewhere on the phone and he's going to try to recover it. Which is an important lesson for our teen users. You can't ever delete everything entirely. Yeah. Just know anything you put on technology exists forever. Yeah. Unless if the technology is being routed somewhere else, because then it's not stored on the technology. Anyway, follow me for uh, anarchist tips on Twitter, I guess. <laughs> Twitter is forever. <laughs> Twitter is for anarchists. 
So um, Sophie is busy staring at the swim team trophies and pictures and just really ruminating about water. Yeah, it's time to get some Sophie business here is really what it comes down to. So Emery comes on up and is like, that's a swim team. I... Sophie turns around and looks at her and is like, I didn't have, I, I've, always, I've never been part of a team. I've never had too many friends, even in the sector. I've always wanted friends. And then it stares at Emery and Emery just goes, yeah. Friends are hard to find. <laughs> I'm like, Emery, <laughs> you, just reach out. <laughs> now, Emery, to be fair, is kind of a weird socially isolated human. I know. I just like that he has to look at face and be like, essentially saying, do you Are want- you my friend? And her being like, yeah, man, it's weird out there. But Emery will take this discussion to yeah. become aggressively Sophie's friend. Yes. So she points, she's like, oh, or Sophie says something about swimming and how her dad taught her how to swim. Yeah. And she hasn't um, even been in the water since they got here. And Emery's like, but I feel like Atrians might be naturally really good swimmers. Do you want to try to do a swim? Let's see. So <laughs> I, I don't know, for some reason in my head, I thought... Well, would this sequence of events would be that like Emery would help Sophie like sneak into school after hours? No, I think they go in during the swim team's practice and just and so- bust into the pool. <laughs> and then, so then, like Emery kicks open the doors, like out of the pool, nerds. Guess who's gonna swim now? And then pushes Sophie in because we just come in and Sophie's swimming. We, we don't even come and see her. We come in to see. I think. Terry grabbing Roman, like, Roman, you have to come and see this. Like, there's some problem going on, and it's everyone staring at her swimming. And she looks great. She looks like a dolphin, like, making its way through the waves, and Grayson thinks it's awesome. Eric's saying they're being like, ooh, but she seems so great. Taylor actually really enjoys it, because she's wondering, uh, what's Eric's best time? I guess he must be the best guy on the swim team. And they say what Eric's best time is, and then Sophie finishes swimming, and she's... She she actually doesn't beat it by that much. I think she shaves... I mean, in in the terms of swimming, she actually beats by a lot. She shaves off, like, 20 seconds, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a lot. And considering she's untrained, Sarah is like, well, I don't even know what that form is. Is that freestyle? <laughs> and Eric says something that seems innocuous, but a lot of people take it really seriously. Which is like, well, oh, you mentioned something about diseases. Yeah, I don't want to be in a pool with people with those chatty diseases. And then some parent pops up. Yeah. Just some parent of, I guess, another kid on the swim team is like, do the tatties have diseases? And her, her daughter's like, hey, I like her. She seems cool. She's on real fast. She beat Eric's time and he's a douche. No one <laughs> likes Eric. And Gloria's like, yes, clearly they've been tested for diseases. Where, how did this ha- Who are- how, how did this escalate? Why is this parent there? Why did Gloria why get there? So what is happening? I think she might be that, like, medical person, the first aid person who shows up I later. I thought the first aid person who showed up later was the science teacher. Oh, maybe. Who I think is the swim team coach. That might be this woman being like, Art, do they have disease? <laughs> he has never a question before. Eric said it. Then it was a very small thing. But Gloria's like, no, no one has diseases. But also, atrians are definitely not allowed to do sports. Now, Grayson raises points about like, well, you know, Michael Phelps has like double jointed ankles and that's why does it matter if Atrians are better at swimming than humans? Humans are better at swimming than other humans. Everyone has genetic things that make you better at stuff. And then Gloria's like, sports aren't safe. I'll give... 
the one thing that I will say, and I'm not big into like the like the logics of sports and all the controversy things like that, but I mean, I guess technically, the Atrians aren't human. But technically, there's definitely no laws written that say hu- <laughs> non-humans can't participate in sports. Mm, That's how Airbud exists. Mm, the Air, <laughs> yes, the Airbud defense. Legally, there's nothing I could say. You are correct. There's no laws, Aaron. You know by now there's laws that say non-humans. <laughs> Everyone's trying to avoid, but maybe it just says dogs can't play football. <laughs> Nothing says Atrians can't do swimming. Yeah, like they, they're like, we want to stop Atrians from being doing sports. And they're like, well, the only laws we have on the books refer to dogs because of, well, we all know that fiasco. <laughs> so because there's no law saying Atrians can't do sports, Gloria tries to say it's not safe. Yeah. And then Emery pops up and is like, excuse me, the meat is at our school. Are you saying you can't protect the Atrians at the one place you're allowing them to go? <laughs> and Gloria's like, um. Yeah, we, we guess essentially we got people taking sides here. We see that Rome, that Grayson is on board. Roman is not because Roman doesn't want anyone he loves doing or thinks is hot doing anything that potentially is dangerous. Anything that puts them near other people, like H- Roman, is at the point where he's like, the people I love can't be near humans. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll give him Emery. Sophie is a is just is him being just like. <laughs> no, you, you. If if I can't see you all the time, someone. And to be fair, people do keep getting murdered. It, it's true. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. He's just annoying. Uh, then Grayson decides to give the speech from like Friday Night Lights, coming up and being like, <laughs> "Look, the call your prep guys. They have they keep beating us and girls. Actually, it's coed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they keep beating us because they have money, and we are the poor school that we are just learning now." <laughs> It's just like Riverdale. So they have money and have, you know, all these things. They we, can bring in people from across the country. They can have ringers. Yeah, they're private school. Yeah. Why can't we have our own ringer? Aliens. <laughs> and apparently, for a racist PTA, this argument works. Because yeah. we will find out very shortly by, like, a YouTube vlogger, it seems. I don't know. He's weird. He yeah. appears twice in the show. Um, we will find out that Sophie – so Gloria says she's going to take it to the parent council yeah. and see what's up. But apparently they agree. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a little bit more about how Roman thinks it's a bad idea. But so Sophia makes a very good point. Knox would definitely be proud of this. And, like, Roman should stop fighting people for making themselves <laughs> targets when he's carrying around, like – Tech that he's not supposed to have. I'm mean, thinking he's not too carrying around. He got rid of it as soon as possible. So <laughs> he that... gave it to Lucas. Yep. So Lucas comes on up. And now we're going to have another loud conversation. In the middle of everything. Yeah. So it turns out that Knox only used that phone to text one person, and he only texted dates and times, except for he received one encrypted video. So Lucas is pretty sure he can make that video unencrypted. Yeah. Yeah. But... I don't know where you're going. Roman's mom's really stressed out. Yes. Yes. Roman's mom is uh, very worried because more guards came in. And also Castor's there. And I guess Roman's mom told Castor about the phone immediately. And it's fine because Castor is trustworthy. Yeah. Roman says he destroyed the phone. But like, and Castor probes him about it a lot. Well, <laughs> well, because these are two people who don't trust each other and nor should they. No, because both of them are up to stuff. Castor has ineffable plans. 
it's getting to the point that Caster's weird, weird plans are gained to the realm of what is he doing yeah. versus because there, there's what is he doing and then there's what is he doing i need the show to like give me more information i don't understand why he doesn't want roman and emery together i don't understand why he keeps showing up at places being like yes hello i'm here as well please do a spy for me <laughs> and so in this he's like but can anyone trace it trace it back to Knox? are you sure you destroyed it will anyone know roman <laughs> Oh, God, it's a lot. We come again. The way that we learn that the board essentially is letting them go is that, that Eric says to Grayson, can you believe the board reversed their decision? And he's saying it to Grayson, the one who fought the hardest. <laughs> so, like, naturally, Grayson like, yeah, can believe this. Yeah, I was hoping they would, That's Eric. That's why I made that compelling argument to make them reverse their, consi- their decision, Eric. Eric's like, mm, are we on the same team here? I mean, physically, yes. <laughs> But, but no. Like, mentally, come on. Remember when you were trying to kidnap Drake and I said, no, I'm going to stab you if you kidnap Drake? <laughs> Didn't you figure that out then, Eric? Like, I know you were off the show for a week, but. <laughs> you, you have the show a week to get it out of your system. Man, our relationship is weird. And anyway, so what they're doing there is that it's like Grace and Eric having like a carb load dinner thing before, which he invited Emery to as an obvious date. Yes, and Emery, you know, was kind of inspired by Grayson because when he invited her, he said that he didn't tell her about his parents because he just wanted to feel like a normal kid. Yeah. And if Emery knows one thing with all of her allergies <laughs> and her immunocompromised state, like if she was alive now, she would be stuck at home yeah. in her bedroom oh, with for, no friends. forever. But she knows. She knows what it's like to want to feel normal. So she goes to this carb load dinner date. Yeah, which she didn't realize was a date until she got until there. Until Grayson's like, I'm glad you came on this date. Though, though, to defend Emery, it is a date with Eric there as well. Well, and also, I noticed there's other tables attached to theirs, and there's other s- swim team guys there. So she is on a date with, like, seven guys. Yeah. And they're having family-style pasta. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're just gonna, they're, they're gonna get themselves loaded up, hear their family, uh, <laughs> or on a date, hear your family or you're dating. It's hard to tell. Or both. Or both. Uh, we, we, we cut into more shots of just protesters and I thought this was for something and I think they're there because... Of Sophie. Yeah, like, I think that's gotten out, so well, because, they're there with new force. Because the YouTube guy talked about it on his YouTube channel. Oh, right. And now he's there again. He's like, oh, we're going to take this <laughs> off. And he has a drone. It's slow motion. They have him say with deep voice, smile for the camera. Like, why did you do that? That's so, so weird. drone takes off to get some top shots. Yeah. And someone watched Glee. <laughs> And throws a slushy or soda. It's, it's just water, I think. But he throws on Sophie, and she glows. Yeah, and... I, I, I think that's the idea, is that, you know... And Roman, ha. to be fair, like, this is a mean thing to do, but Roman wildly overreacts. <laughs> well, no, well, no, what happens... Isn't uh, he going back to get Sophie, no, and that's so, when they start so searching he, him? So what he does is he does a full one, like, before he can even turn around, they grab him, abandon Sophie... And start searching start him. searching him for illegal tech. Like, it's very clear that these guys were told... Search, search him, Roman. For, search Roman for illegal tech. And when Sophie was uh, attacked, really, um, 
they're like, this is a good moment, and just grab him. Because when he goes back, there's no guards around yeah, Sophie. Guards? That's the wrong time to do that. <laughs> well, Aaron. It's one thing we know about the guards is they They're are cartoon, cartoon, no, cartoonishly evil. Especially now that Beaumont's gone. Yeah, without where the hell is Beaumont? <laughs> well, he got his face eaten off. Uh, yeah, well, because as they're searching him, he's like, "No, I don't, I don't have the tech. Just go there, protect her." You're, you're terrible guards. They're so bad. So bad guards. So bad. Yeah. Speaking of people who are so bad, no one notices when this YouTube guy, he may be a real reporter, but I've decided he's YouTube, flies his drone into the school. Until until Terry has to grab it. And then I think she gets in trouble. They're like, Terry, you're way too aggressive. Stop smashing drones. They flew a drone. That has to be be illegal. These are minors. Well, I'm I'm going to say it's definitely illegal here. It has to be illegal in 2024. Oh, for sure. They they didn't undo that that illegality between now and 2024. But was it illegal in 2014? I think it's probably one of those things where they're like, ah, there's no law saying it can't. You got the Airbud defense. Is there a law saying I can't fly a drone into a high school? So the scene where the Atrians get in trouble is led by Gloria, of course. And again, with Atrians not understanding minorities, she explains Jackie Robinson to them. Yeah. Uh, she does a lot of talk about how, like, uh, as, the fir- as, you know, the first real entry way a lot of people are having to meeting Atrians, you guys can't just be good you have to be exemplary and i think it's really really significant and this didn't really strike me before but it's really significant that gloria is a black woman and a secret atrian never forget and a secret atrian (laughs) yeah and like yes she is in a position of extreme power but she is a minority yeah so she is speaking from a place of knowledge and just like the issues, just really layer on top of each other. Yeah. Uh, so we get a little thing here where this is where Terry kind of gets uh, in trouble. And she, she like, the, the thing is, it's a good thing where everyone's raising pretty decent points because it's, one, uh, it's Gloria talking about, you know, that, yeah, it's it's not fair, but that's kind of how people will treat you. With, that's the burden of being a pioneer. Yeah. Um, but then Terry's also, Terry has some good points there as well. It's like, well, why is it our fault if they're... The ones who are being jerks. Why are we doing this? For, are we doing this for them? We have to do this for them. And then Sophie's like, no, do it for me. I want to do a swimming and also do it for my dad, who'd be so proud. And Drake's Drake. on Sophie's side because Drake is an idealist. Because Drake just wants freedom. If the way to get freedom is to play the game. Well, well, I, I think he's also like said this, this will... Don't get me wrong. This will piss a lot of humans off, but it will help. It, it it's he he does not want them to say no to Sophie. He wants all of them to let Sophie do this because Sophie they, wants to do it. Want to do it, and he's not down for no chains. <laughs> We're not going to crush people's dreams. Absolutely. So Drake, for the first time ever, <laughs> is on <laughs> the good. side of being chill. chill. Roman runs up to Julia in the hallway and is like, oh, my God, did you tell anyone? I got I, I got searched. Yeah, yeah. And Julia's like, absolutely not. Yeah, so th- that was sort of – this is sort of the thing that prompts Roman to be like, I got to destroy the phone. But Lucas mm, – Lucas got the video. So he has to, like, run off <laughs> and find Lucas. Which gives some time for Emery to be like, hey, Julia, and Julia to be like, yes, chemistry. Stop lying to me. 
Emery has no time for lies. She only has time to go give Sophie a present. Man, these I'm going to say one thing. There's I think there's a scene missing in here or these scenes are originally in a different order cuz they're so weirdly paced. Like Emery, so it's Roman and Julia talking here. And then Roman goes off to meet Lucas. And then and Emery finds Julia and then Emery just appears elsewhere giving Sophia Clothing. She's giving her um, a swim team uniform, yeah, swim which team is uniform. kind of horrifying that Emery has to give that to her. Yeah, that's not uh, great. And then when Sophia locks, opens up her locker, there's essentially was an, like an effigy of her in the locker with a knife in it. Yeah, it's a murder doll. And, and then Roman, Roman is there. <laughs> Roman slides around the corner, like what? What happened? What's going on? I, I know. A... I know. I said I was immediately going to go see Lucas, but I sensed my sister was not okay. So I'm here now. So he tells Sophie this is over, and Sophie responds, but this is absolutely not over. I'm a grown-up. <laughs> then I was like, fine. I guess I'll have to talk to Emery now. Turn around and talk to Emery. And Emery's like... I think Sophia... Wait, does she leave? What happens? How, what she is does leave because she's not in the scene. Yeah, what is the sequence of events here? I can only assume that Sophia goes to throw <laughs> away the murder doll. Of course. And then Emery's like... You should support your sister. The Roman's like, no, I protect my sister. And then Emery's like, I don't know. You keep telling me not to go places and I'm still alive. <laughs> and once again, the kind of the, not the great parallel between Emery and Sophie <laughs> is that Roman goes, yeah, you're alive because I keep protecting you. And Emery's like, you what? I can't talk about this right now. <laughs> now, to be fair, Roman does. He always tells her that he's in danger. He never tells her the steps he's taking. <laughs> as far as true. she knows, he just always shouts, hey, you're in danger. And she's like, okay. Every morning he gets to school and goes, hey, Emery, you're in danger. And then he spends the entire day, like, fighting off ninjas. <laughs> so she knows, she does not know there are any ninjas. Yeah. 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 Well, And he hasn't had to protect her for a while, as far as he is... Well, the problem is that he doesn't trust, trust Caster, because Caster was the one who he asked to get the tregs to back off of Emery. Which Caster did truly do. Maybe? I guess he told Beaumont to do, because Caster's not a treg. We learned that he actually didn't secretly put himself in his the head. Yeah, that was so dumb. He, ha he had so a spy dumb. who was Beaumont, and Beaumont also was in the head of it. Yeah, Caster's not great at these manipulations that he's pretending to be And now great Beaumont's at. dead. And, but to be fair, the Treggs don't seem to care about Emery at all. Though I can't imagine they'd be happy learning about, you know, Roman and... Yeah, they definitely would not like the future leader of their community <laughs> dating a human. Really what it comes down to, if we're looking at this from the Romeo and Juliet way, the humans, like collectively humans, are the Capulets... And mm -hmm. the Tregs are the Montagues, but Roman is not really a Montague. It's like there's the, all the Atrians. Which is kind of fair, because in Romeo and Juliet, like, the Montagues are always like, we're going to fight some Capulets. And Romeo never once wants to fight a Capulet, even before he falls in love with them. Yeah. So, yeah. I, Romeo's like, I'm too busy doing other stuff. I can't fight a Capulet. Hey, there's a there's a girl. She may be a Capulet. It is unclear. I think she's a, Juliet's cousin. So I guess she's kind of a Capulet. But I don't think she has a Capulet name. Rosalind. Rosalind. He loves her so much. He breaks into a party for her, and then he sees Juliet. <laughs> Through a fish tank, according to Baz Luhrmann. Cool. Cool. So Lucas... Oh, yeah, now Roman <laughs> continues on his path to finally get to Lucas. He's like, can't deal with Emery. 
Gonna go see Lucas. <laughs> anyway, now that I got distracted for a second, time to go see what that video is about. And Lucas is like, I've not watched the video. I saved it for you. Now, we won't get the full video here, but what I will tell you is this video is kind of stupid. Uh, but it's water. Water. <laughs> for a long time. So much water. And then eventually you start to see like, who is like, in this water. Like maybe splashing or something. Actually, it's, it's hard to tell if that's what is happening at all. It's just... It's water, there's some splashing, and then, boom, Gloria. Gloria, Gloria and guards. Gloria kicks in the door. Like, She's what like, are you ha-ha. doing? Ha-ha. Phone. Teen, teens looking at porn. What? I mean. Take Roman to my office. Take that phone to my, I don't have an office. Just take the, take him to me. It's unclear what my position is here. Let's <laughs> I'm go. I'm kind of in charge of some things, but I guess only relating to you. Take that phone to, to the principal's office. Also, the principal to get out of his office. Go, guards, go. So Roman's like, it's not my phone. And Gloria's like, yeah, I know, dum-dum, it's your dad's. Yeah, she says we were able to get some information off the phone, and she is obviously lying. Because if there's one thing we know, it was wiped. And if there's one thing we also know, he's definitely texting her. Yep. They say it goes from one phone to another phone. We know Gloria's an atrium at this point. So... Who else would he be texting with? Caster? No. Nah. Nah. So, uh, Roman's like, my dad didn't have the phone for anything bad. He's not a trag. And Gloria's like, duh, everyone knows that. It's fine. Just forget you ever saw a phone. Yeah, it's just so clearly her. So clearly she's covering her own tracks. Now, luckily, Roman is still suspicious after this scene. Yeah. He goes to Lucas and he's like, so I know the phone number of the phone. Yeah, he's, he saw it in Sandiv, which is the alien language. So, uh... So now he just needs Lucas to track it down. And Lucas will track it down immediately. And... Lucas Lucas does this whole thing where he's like, I don't know, man, it seems difficult. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Next scene, I, f- I made this device that pings the phone. <laughs> it's find your phone, but, uh, Lucas might on be, this thing. Lucas might be magical. He might be. He, he, like, has a phone soldered into a larger case with a chip next to it and an antenna. And this might be, like... Two hours later. Um, to be fair, Roman does immediately tell him, he's like, the phone was my dad's. My dad's a good guy. Yeah. Because Roman cannot tell a lie. Well, he, he he trusts Lucas because Julia trusts Lucas. And the only human that Roman trusts is Julia. Not even Emery. It's wild. Well, I guess because he... Julia's, thing is al- he- Julia's already learned a secret. And he... The thing is, he loves Emery, and I don't think he distrusts her. I think he's just like, I can't tell you my secrets, for my emotions are too tied to you. Yeah. Whereas uh, I guess he doesn't care if Julia dies? Yeah. Mm. Hopefully he does. Anyway, they're going in a search to find the phone, because the phone was really, really close. Real close. Because it's, it's Gloria's phone. Uh, but meanwhile, we're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on a cute blonde girl wearing blue because she's from the other school mm-hmm. and she seems like she's being so nice to sophie i don't know about you aaron the second i saw her holding two drinks i'm like i've seen 80 80s comedies i know where this is going also i know what energy drinks are that is caffeine all the caffeine only yeah. caffeine uh but <laughs> even before she had it anyway so she's been like oh you know it's uh, so not no 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 i think it's really cool that we're like assimilating a trans with society why did you drink this oh it's got caffeine in it haha <laughs> wait are you dying <laughs> no to be fair i don't think that girl thought she was gonna die well, that's what i mean like as soon as <laughs> i think she thought she'd be itchy yeah, as soon as <laughs> as soon as sophia drops her and the other colliers are just like uh 
wait, is this supposed to happen? <laughs> like, it was ju- their their entire philosophy is like, it's just a goof. A, she shouldn't have been dumb. It was a prank, bro. We we didn't think that the that the biological incompatibility of our species <laughs> might be something that is life threatening to them. So Julia runs up. She goes to go get help. Um, Julia is also smart as hell. She goes to get help from Roman. Well, she calls 911 while running to Roman. So she gets paramedics and Roman. Like, she is all over this. Uh, The paramedics are probably little. I guess because Roman might not have what's needed. Because why would he be carrying on Cyper? Apparently he always has it. So everybody runs over. She pushes all the people away. And Roman runs up not long after Emery. And he's like, I can fix her, but not here. We have to take her away. And so Emery just kind of, like, casually pushes some people. Yeah. And she and Roman run off, and then he Roman is about to save to like use the cipher and save her, and Emery's like cipher, and then ah oh, this mo- this really well meaning adult woman adult woman might be the biology teacher might be the racist mom Ma- we they could all be the same person we're, we're not sure the show. <laughs> anyway, but she does say she does not get a close up. Is the I mean, she does not get like a single shot. So Roman is like, no, no, I have to look after my sister. Go away, and she's like, no, I'm gonna look after this child. Children, like from her perspective, she's doing the right thing because it's like, okay, you're all teenagers. This teenager is having some sort of attack. I should not leave <laughs> here. No, he obviously can't do the cipher in front of her, but conveniently, Emery. <laughs> knows what allergic reactions are. She, I guess, has almost died from allergic reactions in the past. Well, I mean, and also, they all kind of knew, like, were heard. They used the phrase allergic before. And so she recognizes from, like, the symptoms on Sophie that this is full-on anaphylaxis. Yeah. Because I I think she does know about the drink at this point because of things the blonde girl said. No, because she she grabbed the drink immediately and saw that it was caffeine. (laughs) So she makes the connection in her head, oh, my God, it's anaphylaxis. I know how to fix this or temporarily, like, stave it off. So she... Basically, give Sophie an EpiPen, Which, an intense EpiPen. Well, and not only that, it's a wild like play to make because if caffeine is instantly deadly to uh, to Atrians, you don't know what epinephrine will do. You don't you you don't know if actually the attack they get from caffeine is lowered blood pressure. Because that's what uh, anaphylaxis is. But it would make sense because they have two hearts, two lungs that would hit them even harder. That's that's what I was thinking. I was I was like, okay, so they definitely have a much like they're probably their blood pressure is naturally higher because they have two hearts pumping, and they're biologically compatible with humans. Yeah, and th- but they get ox like their blood must be oxygenated really easily because. Mm-hmm. Which might just mean it's more sensitive. So when they have an allergic attack, uh, when they have anaphylaxis and their blood pressure drops, they go in shock easier. Be- maybe? Hey, I'm not a scientist. I don't know. We don't know about this alien biology. We didn't take that high school class. I still think it's a wildly brave move to do to to be like, well, epinephrine. Let's see what happens. But you know what? If she did the epinephrine and it didn't work, I bet that woman would leave, and then Romy <laughs> could give the cipher. Yeah, unfortunately, it looks like it kills Sophie. But it works. I have to imagine because um, it she is, I don't know, her blood pressure dropped so much that all her veins emptied. <laughs> and then she <laughs> had to get the blood back in. That's how science works. Meanwhile, what's going on? 
A big oh. old rumble. Oh yeah, <laughs> the 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 prep school kids and the Marshall kids are getting in a fight. Now this fight is awesome because it starts by Terry getting all up in the blonde girl's face, <laughs> and she's taking off her earrings while using her words. Oh yeah, she's. Terry gets ready for a fight. Like, you you see the entire process. And then she headbutts her. And uh, then the whole fight goes down. Grayson is immediately fighting on the side of the Atrians. And I think there are also some other of the... Um, the swim team is the swim fighting. The swim team is fighting. Uh, Drake got himself in there, because of course... <laughs> and the fight eventually spins, because they're, like, kind of in, like, a lobby, like, gym area. Yeah. It, like, makes its way to the pool. Yeah. Members of the Marshall <laughs> swim team are, like, throwing... Drake, Drake has this great moment where he offers his hand <laughs> for, a, for a prep school guy to get out of the pool, and then just punches him back in. And Eric is watching all of this, being like, boom, a fight, a fight. And then finally he's like... Aw, you know what? Eric wants to fight. <laughs> it's Eric's time to fight. And I'm like, oh, yeah, know what? I have seen 80s, you know, 80s slob versus snob comedies. And there's anything that brings people together. It's fighting the rich kids. <laughs> so they do the whole fight. And then in comes Gloria with a bullhorn. Oh, yeah. She shuts it down. Now, before we get some clear indications that Taylor, who was not in the fight, was definitely into the fight, though. Oh, she loved that fight. Yeah, specifically Drake's part. Man, they are really setting those two up. <laughs> so um, when the rumble ends, Gloria wants the Marshall kids to go to the auditorium because that's the t- place where they always have shutdowns and the rich kids are going to go to the dressing room yeah they're going to get out of there because the meet is canceled however gloria (laughs) is really really happy that the atrians and the humans came together as a team to fight those snobs yeah goes like don't get me wrong the meat's still canceled but this time we display in action because what i saw out there were humans and atrians punching other people there's even a moment where eric and drake like grab each other like they're gonna punch each other and they go oh no yeah we're on the same team here aren't we because these rich kids tried to kill sophie they didn't know they were trying to kill her but they did (laughs) it's like jawbreaker when they accidentally kill their best friend it's still bad yes like that (laughs) now they're a, a little bit bummed so sophie's like hey what if we still swim? Why don't we go for a swim? And Eric's like, but there's no one there to see it. <laughs> Grayson, sweet boy Grayson, <laughs> just turns, like, turns around and goes, no, we'll see it. And Taylor. And also Taylor will see it. And Zoe. Zoe will zone out quite a bit. Also, I guess there's Emery and Roman. I, what I'm saying is let's do this for us, Eric. <laughs> Eric, stop being an Eric. And get in the pool. Come be a Grayson for once. <laughs> it's fun being a Grayson. Maybe, if you're lucky, you can be a Drake for a little bit. But eventually, you got to be a Grayson. And so they go. They swim yeah. for fun. Not profit. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's a really weird shot where Emery and Roman just sort of, like, look at each other. Like, yeah, they're swimming in a pool. It's cheesy, but in all the good ways that it should be cheesy. Yeah, it's like a little inspirational. It is. Well, because we know that Eric is just such a terrible person, having him be involved in anything pro-Atrian, you're like, okay. The show, they're making strides. You're you're doing it. There's nine more episodes, so many things could go wrong, but right now, whew. 
Well, time to have another scene of loudly talking about secret things <laughs> in front of guards. Emery and Julia are going to head out of the, uh, the, the school talking about Cypher being real. And Julia's like, yeah, super real, but also involves atrium blood, so... And yeah. then he's like, oh, yeah, we can't talk about that. Yeah, it, essentially this is finally Emery is involved in some of the secrets, not all the secrets. However, they seem to suspect this is not the reason why Roman is avoiding her. Julia basically points out, he loves you so much. <laughs> and then <laughs> Emery, I don't know what's it's supposed to be implied here, but Emery, <laughs> Emery's like, I understand. I don't, be, don't need to be protected all the time, but at least he has you as friends. I'm like, is Emery just going to leave? Are we going to keep doing the... Yeah, she's going to leave him alone now. Yeah, so they kind of like look at each other from the... <laughs> He do- she doesn't want that kind of love. Yeah, yeah. The kind of love she wants is Grayson, who's going to feed her a lot of pasta and make some cute jokes. Yeah, because she goes over to Grayson, and th- those two have some flirting. And then have, have some, some kissing. Kissin', and Roman sitting on the bus goes, Oh, when I stayed away from her all the time and only ever shouted at her to be safe, I didn't know that would mean that she would never kiss anyone else. What a realistic reaction to this, and not... Pining around forever. Twilight. I don't understand why the show I'm on is so realistic. <laughs> People tell each other things, and when they don't tell each other things, they have a good reason. What What if... What if Julie's Juliet? <laughs> what if Julia's Juliet? She's cool. And then Lucas knocks on the window and is like, what if Lucas is Juliet? <laughs> Lucas like... Well, what's cool with that? <laughs> hey, Roman. I'm really sorry. The cell phone I was pinging drove away in a car. I think Lucas just got distracted like getting food or something. He wasn't there for the brawl or the meeting or afterwards. The swimming. Which is where Gloria was. <laughs> and Lucas could have been there. Julia was there. Roman was there. So, um Roman's like, ah, driving to the sector. And then Lucas is like, No, driving to the suburbs. It's Gloria. It's Gloria. <laughs> Good Gloria. But we're not gonna find that out yet. Yeah. First, Sophie's gonna sit around in her swim team gear and Roman's gonna come to see her and Sophie's gonna say well I definitely shouldn't have joined the swim team I'm sorry and he's like no you should have and he, he really he just apologizes for being overprotective of her and he you know he's right she he's right in this moment yes <laughs> he's right in this moment she, he was just sort of being he he's he's dealing with so much that he didn't know how to not deal with everything else like, he, he's already taken on so much, he didn't know how to... He saw a problem, he's like, I, this is obviously also something I have to deal with. And in many ways, like, even though this was scary and awful, it's also a good lesson for Sophie. Because she immediately trusts any yeah. human that she interacts with. And she needs to look at people critically. Like, she needs to look at people if they're good or bad, and, like, make her own judgment calls, and not just think everyone's good. Yeah. And that's a sad lesson to learn, but it's an important adult lesson. But she also got to swim with her friends. So it was really good. <laughs> so they've got everything she wanted. After the meeting, she's like, I, I just want you guys to know, I don't have very many friends. They all go, mm-hmm. You want to go to Olive Garden? <laughs> when here. you're here, you're family or friends. Also, that crab place. The crab place is not good pasta because it's a crab place. <laughs> but we get it from there. What kind of crab place is all you can eat pasta? Yeah. What is this nonsense? And it was a lot of pasta. A lot of pasta. Roman also immediately tells Sophie everything he knows about Knox because yeah. Roman is very open with everyone except for Emery. Well, because he thinks it'll. 
put her in danger. Emery. I think the thing is, like, they had to have set up at some point that he just needs to not be near her. I think someone else had to set that up. Like, Caster. Yeah. Like, Caster had been like, did he say that? Are we forgetting that it, the when when, he, when a Roman said, hey, you got to make sure they leave Emery alone, did Caster say, okay, but you should probably also leave her alone? Maybe. Maybe we're just forgetting. Yeah, because that feels like something that should have been in there, because that would explain why. And Caster wants them apart. And and the thing is that, that Roman does have a good reason to leave her alone. He's alone. He's a very focused, like, not focused, he's a very focused point of his people. Like, they all know who he is. I just wish he would, like, explicitly say to her, hey... I'm going to be the next ruler of Atrian society, and anyone I put too much attention on is going to draw the attention of the people who don't agree with Atrian policies. You are already a point of contention because your dad killed my dad. Yeah. So, like, he's kind of said all of those things, but he needs to, like... The thing is, they're doing the thing where they're, like, like, leaving a lot unsaid, and it feels like it's on purpose... And, like, he is a kid. Like, he, he doesn't have the ability to be like, I need to sit down and clearly say these exact things. <laughs> I think also, this just goes to how, how actually good this show is. I think also you can put it to the idea that he's afraid that if he says, hey, I'm going to be the leader of my Atrian people. And if we, uh, you know, and if, if I spend too much time with you, that you're also going to be a target for all the people who don't want us, you know, to be together. Mm-hmm. Would essentially put the final nail into the coffin of we can't be together and he doesn't want to he wants to leave it open a little want, bit yeah because he's a kid oh and i think that make that makes c- complete sense he'd, he'd rather stay away hoping that eventually he can get it figured out i mean as he says in, in the opening oh yeah there's an opening like oh yeah monologue yeah, every he, single episode it's the same one it's a montage every time he where, talks where he, where, about her where he explains his motivation and i guess we should say that at some point what he says is that he needs to keep his people together while protecting the girl who saved his life. So that is, we don't really <laughs> explicitly ha- his motivation. We don't really have to be like, oh, what does he want to do? He says at the beginning of every single episode what his goal is. Is it's, those two things? It's just so weird watching a show where I'm like, you're doing things I don't like, but I understand why because the show was so clear about it. Well, and it's we're, we're just not used to it. We're used to watching shows where you can't really trust. There's that in depth thought of character stuff. Yeah, which I think this there is that in depth like. He doesn't want to do that because if he does that, that will cause the end of these things. These are all dip things that we have to use an audience have to figure out. Final scene. So the final scene was not Roman talking to Sophie. Gloria is driving and she's on the phone. And on the phone she's saying, yep, yep, yep. I told the guards that Roman had the tech. He didn't have the tech then. But don't worry about it. I've threatened him. It's over. I destroyed the tech. We're fine. I got the reveal ruined for me. I had subtitles on. <laughs> oh, so you knew who she was talking to? Yeah, it's Caster. It's Caster. He says Caster, and he says those words. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. It's not. It's, it's, I just ruined that much. It's pretty much immediate that it's like, oh, it's Caster, the one who she's talking to. And so they basically just do like a little bit of plotting together. We're not still. Well, I mean, it's not even really plotting. It's it's like summarizing the relationship. Yeah. Like Gloria was the one who sent the people to go get the phone. And that's somehow worked for Caster, but it sounds like they're being like, okay, now we're done. So I still, I'm going to be honest, I don't understand Caster's motivations. And the only thing I understand about Gloria yeah. is 
She's Sigurd Atrian. Mm-hmm. And we find out really, really soon. She hangs up with Caster, and she's watching her phone. She, she must have gotten the video from the phone. Before she destroyed it. Yeah. And the video is of her and the little boy we saw earlier. Yes. The little boy <laughs> is her son. It's a bad... It's, Going, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand my ground. It's a bad video because it starts with ten seconds of just water and then splash, splash, splash. Oh, do you want to show your de-? like? It's, it, it's in not the, how a phone works. Or... In the year 2020, which we are now, yeah. literally everyone could film a better video on their iPhone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess she's an H and she doesn't know how phones work. And in the year 2024, yeah. Um. Anyway, it's the little boy we saw earlier, and we know now beyond. Any knowledge. Yeah. He is Gloria's son. He is also Nox's son. So I think that essentially after Nox died, now Caster, like, she essentially contacted Caster because she knew that Nox had the phone, which she had been communicating to him through. And she's like, I still have an Atrian son. So so she's like, so here's my idea. Okay. I think she sent in the guards to get the phone. Be because like, she didn't want anyone she else didn't want to anyone, find it. Yeah, anyone else finding it. She she definitely has some control over the guards because of her, like... Her um, role. Yeah. Uh, when they didn't find the phone, she contacted Caster and be like, and, Caster, you need to get... Because Caster... The one thing she does about Caster is Caster definitely did like Knox. Yeah, Caster loved his brother. So whether or not Caster knows that... The sun exists yeah, is or, kind of up in the air. Or if she was just like, hey... I'll, like, quid pro quo, something, I'll do something for you eventually, probably. Mm-hmm. But you need to get that phone, and then then Caster probably went to the house to get it to get the phone. And, and then, then the mom was like, oh, no, Roman got rid of it. Yeah, then he's like, did he get rid of it? I'm going to tell Gloria that he then might he have told, it. <laughs> then he told Gloria that Roman definitely still has that phone, which is why she burst in at that moment. Exactly. So, like... All this behind the scenes stuff definitely makes sense for what and the path makes sense. I'm still not quite sure what Caster is up to. <laughs> I will never know what Caster is up to. He is a w- madman. But Gloria, um, I understand now why she wants this project to work so badly. Yeah, and why she's lecturing them about the things she lectures them about. She wants to make a space in the world for her son. And so I think she is an Atrian. Do you? I think she's a human and her son is... I think she's a human too and her son... Because they is... said that humans and Atrians can have babies together. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that was just a weird, like, sex conversation between... I think that was setting up the fact that, hey, she had a son with Nox. Maybe, like, we don't know what happened to him on arrival day. Like, maybe he was taken into custody for a long time. Like, we don't know. Yes, definitely something happened there. That kid is definitely under 10. That kid's little. He's probably like three or four, maybe. Yeah, uh, I mean, who knows? Who knows? We we, we don't get clear views of him, but he and is they Atrian. Also, they also said um, that Atrians reach maturity earlier than humans. That is true. That they age faster. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? But I think that's very likely that she is human. Nox, then so that that would that would mean that you know, Sophie and. Roman have a half-brother. And they're going to have to grapple with the fact that their dad, who they idolize, they think he is the best man ever, yeah. did cheat on their mom. It's true. Maybe the mom knows. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? This is exciting. This show was really, really good at like dropping hints of things and then picking them up at a reasonable time. I will say, I think... Uh, the problem is that I don't... I think they probably made the best choice they could. I would not... 
I would have I would have wanted to try to find a way to not have this whole who has the other phone thing going on while you know Gloria's child secret. I yeah. I think you could probably do away with the post with not the post but the end scene of last episode, and maybe this scene would still work because you would it would be the reveal of oh if, if she was maybe she she talked about having a child but she couldn't really talk because she has to be a secret it's a secret child so I mean honestly ha- but you know what the reveal could have worked w- without because. To be fair, last episode, we didn't realize 100% he was her well, kid. And also, we would, thought he probably was. Well, we would also change it to the idea of being that if you see it and you see, um, like, Ashley's looking at the 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 video and it says, you know, show your daddy. You are. She's like, okay. She's watching a video sent to Knox about a child. And then you see her and the child. It's just it would change what the reveal was to being a mm-hmm. she to, to being that oh it's Knox's child to being oh she has a child with Knox, and I and I feel like that would make this episode a lot more like who does have the other phone? You know what would be better if Beaumont wasn't dead yet. That's true, because just because it's just it was so there was obvious no, there was, was no one Gloria. else it could be it had to be Gloria or if we had seen Castor like sneaking around more. Yeah. Like if Castor had been a little bit more, well, the thing, the then you could be like, "Can Castor get the off?" The thing is, you could have thought sight? it was Castor until you learned that the phone, like, was nearby. Like when he said, "Oh, it's from one phone to another phone," I think you were supposed to still be thinking, "Oh, so he's texting someone else in the sector." But if if Castor was being sneaky, and if you were like, "Can Castor get off off sector somehow?" Well, I, I well, wasn't I? Don't think they were. They're implying that the second phone was off sector until. The, um, no, no, I mean when if you had been sneaky with Caster, yeah. like subtle, because they're good at subtle stuff. Yeah. Then when they did the reveal, it was off sector. You still could have been like, okay, so it could be Caster yeah. because he's not. It would give you a lot of options. It could have been Beaumont. It could have been yeah Caster. I, I, I um, think options would be better. Would be better, but maybe it's okay if it's Gloria. I, I just I just don't think it was cool that it was not cool. I don't think it was interesting that it was so clearly Gloria as soon as like it's texting another phone and then then like. It's so clearly her. (laughs) So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. So, this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic just wanted to swim, but the world wouldn't let them swim because blah, 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 biology? I did. And I could pick the obvious moment, which has to do with swimming. <laughs> but instead, I am picking the moment during the fight where Drake's doing his big old fight. He does a big punch and then he turns to Taylor and he winks at her. And Taylor's like, hmm. <laughs> and then Zoe just looks at her aghast. And Taylor responds with, get over it. <laughs> hey, this is me now. Now I'm into it. <laughs> I love Taylor. It's like the one big thing she gets. She has like little things this episode. But that moment I was just like... Yeah, Taylor, you love who you love. (laughs) Be a trailblazer. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, if she dates Drake, it's going to be, like, open and public, and they're going to be holding hands and making out in front of everyone. I just need a scene. What I wish there would be is a scene where Drake talks to Roman about possibly dating Taylor, and Roman's like, definitely, because if you do that... To me, dang, Emery won't be such a big thing. It'll be the second thing It'll that happens, the second not one. the first one. <laughs> yes, Drake. You should definitely <laughs> go for Emery. And then he goes to Julia, and he's like, Julia, 
I told Drake that he should definitely date Taylor. And that was the right thing to say. But also, I did it for a bad reason. She was like, I don't care, man. That sounds real cool. I definitely think Atrian should date humans. I I don't know how I can explain this anymore, Roman. Anything that's romantic, I love. I spend my nights on Tumblr. I ship everybody. I'm writing fan fiction about everyone I know. I'm writing fan fiction right now. He's like, what is a fan fiction? Ah, let me show you AO4. I'll show you weird things. (laughs) Fanfiction.net. Kevin, did you find a CW moment? I do, and it's also uh, it's also referring to our best girl Taylor and Drake, <laughs> and that is during the biology scene when they're talking about sex. Taylor turns her chair around to taunt Drake about endurance, and I didn't realize these seats could turn. Yeah, they can like go in full circle. They they're can all, move. They're, they're 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 not on the ground. They're I think all they float. They're all sitting on like you know what high school chair like chair. Desk out in front of you. She, out of nowhere, first time we've ever seen this happen. These people have talked to each other before. People have looked over their shoulders to talk to someone. She has a full turn. Like full 180. And I don't know why, but like for in my mind, it was like an eldritch horror moment. Because you <laughs> didn't think it was possible. And then her body starts spinning. And you're like, oh, she's going to turn around. What do you mean she's just <laughs> gliding? It's like in a horror movie when you see someone turn their head <laughs> all the way around, 180. Yeah. Except that it's her body, but it's still wrong. And I like to believe, this is my head canon. no one else has a turning chair. <laughs> she just, <laughs> so she could flirt with Drake behind her, just like, like, Disconnected the the bolts in her chair and just scream as she turned it around to it was taunt just him. Her desire to flirt was so powerful. <laughs> and she uh, and she undid the mechanics of a chair. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a moment where everyone just goes ah. <laughs> I think that's a encapsulation of that. the what? chaotic no energy. No logic. <laughs> It's it's just Taylor. This is what Taylor brings to this show. And now I'm going to be spending every episode seeing if anybody else ever turns a chair around. <laughs> well, I'm glad that uh, Starcross could give that to you, Kevin. Yeah, little things, little things. Uh, but we are moving ahead with Starcross. There's a lot of things that are now going on. A lot of secrets being kept and secrets being revealed. It's still really good and compelling. I don't know who's good and who's bad, other than the head trag. <laughs> She's definitely bad. Oh, she's very much bad. And she I, eats her own partner's faces. That's true. That's true. But he was a traitor. Drake was not cool about Beaumont dying. No, he does not like it. Which I guess I could retroactively give them the reason that scene happened is so that Drake would have some connection to Beaumont. But to be fair, he, I feel like either just a random person he didn't know, he'd be like, I didn't like how the boss ate someone's face in front of me. That was, <laughs> that's not a cause I want to join. I mean, she didn't, but you know, she made someone's face get eaten in front of me. And she that wasn't, that, dust. that wasn't cool. That wasn't cool. So if you don't like when people's faces get eaten, please tell us. Hit us up on the social media. It's Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And if you don't like faces getting eaten off, but you do like us, please tell us. Give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcasts or your podcaster of choice. And we will see you next week. 
Will Roman discover Nox's secrets? Will Eric turn the corner on Atrians? What 11th hour secret will we learn about Gloria next episode? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A Teen Drama Fancast? 